0: Listen
1: A calling it's twilight time. I don't remember any other words, the platters I think sung the song, and in that something, something end of day together at last at twilight time here in the afterglow of day we'll make a rendezvous and Dream of you. I'm gonna stop singing this song now. Hi, guys. It's me, Alex. Um, <clears throat> pardon me for one second. Hey, guys. It's me, Alex. See, look. I can still do the voice. Hooray. Sorry for the clicking in the background. I have a bunch of stuff open. In the attempt to um, start doing solo shows again, as referenced last episode, I... Lost my cell phone. Hold on one second. Where I put it? I'll be back in a second. I have notes on my phone. Hey, I'm back. Look at that. I found my phone. Hooray. I'm going to turn it on to no interruptions mode. Look at that. So, as I was saying, in the attempt to get back into doing solo shows, I plumbed the depths of the audience and asked them, Hey, audience, do you have any questions or topics that you'd like to hear me cover? And... In the resulting deluge, the, the I mean, noah like flood of responses that came through so many, in fact, I would actually refer to my life before answering that question as antediluvian, and now as post diluvian And that's a really silly thing to say out loud, and I'm sorry for it, but let's face it, you're listening to the Alex cast. Which you are, which can be found at alexcast com. I'm at at the AlexCast on Twitter. I might be at the Alex Cast or at Alex Cast on on, um, on uh, Instagram. Wait, I'll look it up since I have my phone in front of me. I'm making an attempt at um, Instagramming. Um, I will I will give up relatively soon because I um, I don't um, I'm not good at following up with things. So how do I how do I find out what my name is? I'm looking at my thing. I think I'm um. I guess I'm at the AlexCast. Yeah, I'm at the AlexCast on on Instagram. And there's nothing on there. So anyway, at the AlexCast. Uh, AlexCast.com. Uh, and you can find me on iTunes, Stitcher, um, the... What are those things called? RSS feed can be found on AlexCast.com. That's pretty much all the major things you need to know. Um, uh, I might talk about it later. In fact, I'm going to make a little note at the bottom of this here text document I have open I'm gonna put audiobook oh fuck it I'll talk about it now I have a link to um, audible.com on my website and I stopped plugging it because I'd only listened to one audiobook and I did enjoy the experience but I um I just I mean I, well okay I was gonna make an excuse saying well I didn't really like the product as much so I didn't talk about it I didn't talk about it because no one ever fucking signed up but if you sign up for an audiobook through that link on alexcast.com it's a thing that says audible on the side uh, just sign up. You get a free audiobook, and you get to keep that forever. And I get a fee, or I get a like sign up bonus. So I get like fifteen bucks for every person that signs up, or something like that, which is pretty cool. Um, but anyway, um, so go there. Yeah, go to alexcast.com and click the Audible link. And um, so the good thing about that. So I've been listening to audiobooks lately, and I listened to the audiobooks for Dune, which is fun. Going back and re uh, revisiting Dune, it was interesting. It was interesting because on a number of levels one it was just fun to listen to audiobook I'm kind of getting into it because I'm in a bit of a I'm kind of bored with the current podcast crop that I listen to Uh, nothing against them it's just you know suddenly so long you can deal with things like that Um, but Dune was really fun to listen to one I hadn't read it in a bit Uh, actually I probably read it like last year but um, uh, it was interesting because they pronounced some of the words differently than I would have Um, they said uh, Chani which uh, is the way I said it they said Cheney um, I think that was the way... I don't know. I, I, let me take that back. I'm not going to take it back. I just think I could give you examples because I don't really remember. Either way, there were some strange uh, pronunciations, which I thought were weird, um, which added nothing to the, to the... Shut up, Alex. I also <laughs> listened to um, David Mitchell, uh, The Time Clocks, which, The Bone Clocks, The Time Clocks, The Bone Clocks, which I really liked a lot. So I was listening to that, and I was like, man, this is fucking good, and I forget who recommended it, so if it's, if it's somebody that listens to this show, thank you. I posted on Twitter a thank you to whoever that was. I think maybe have been Matt Latore. I don't know. But either way, thank you. I really dug it. So uh, I listened to that, and I'm like, wow, this is great, and then at the end of the uh, the the Audible thing, it says, uh, you know, more great audiobooks are available by David Mitchell, such as uh, The Cloud Atlas and Number Nine Dream, and I went oh, fuck, number nine dream, I've read that book. And I had forgotten uh, that that was him. In my head, I thought that was Murakami, uh, because I think it takes place in Tokyo, and it's like a weird dream thing, and that's very Murakami. Um, Anyway, uh, so I was like, oh, fuck, I really like that book. So I haven't listened to the audiobook of it yet, but I listened to Cloud Atlas audiobook, which was very good, but I would actually say you probably should read the book, because it's a little too complicated to listen to, at least to me. Um, also, the way I do it, I like I'm doing other work and falling asleep to it, so not something you really catch up on. So anyway, that's my audiobook experience. But you can get a free audiobook like the ones I just referenced by going to AlexCast.com and clicking the uh, Audible link. Now I know that was like a plug, but I don't really want to count it as one because this is actually like a, I'm really into audiobooks. Like I've, been, I've referenced on the show that when I had that kind of month-long panic attack, uh, I was listening to the Harry Potter audiobooks because Stephen Fry reads it, and Stephen Fry is my favorite human being that's ever lived. Um, and I'm still listening to those kind of at time to fall asleep to. So, you know, I have proof. This goes back ways. I don't even know if you can get those on on Audible. I think you had to go to Audible UK for the Steam Fry ones because there's an American dude that reads it. Some guy, Dale, which I've heard is good. Jim Dale, maybe? This is not what I meant to talk about. Anyway, those are the things that you can reach me on the internet. So um, let's talk about some stuff here. Uh, uh, oh yeah. So anyway, I was being facetious about the amount of people. So like, you know, a few people wrote in, um, I'm referencing this one. Deboism, our friend Debo, uh, tells me to talk about music. Well, Deboism, I can, um, I can, uh, I can definitely do that, but what you'll have to do is point your browser back two episodes because I did a music episode in which I played music I like. So there you go. There's talking about music. Uh, but I wanted to reference that because, well, quite frankly, I keep asking for people to give me topics and I think it'd be rude not to mention one that was sent to me, but a couple episodes ago rocket. We got that one taken care of. Um, AJ Marquez, uh, at robots eat vegans. I think that's something like that. Can heroes exist today? Uh, Batman, rich people, costume vigilantes are protectors that exist in natural cities today, or at least yesterday. How long before they all fall to this or that? Uh, no heroes can't exist today. Um, I know there's those dudes in Seattle, um, and those people that blah 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 blah. But here's the, here's the the idea of heroes in the comic book sense. You know, the costume vigilantes is if you ever saw that Rain Wilson movie, I think it was called Super, uh, when he decides to become a superhero, he's kind of just like sitting around waiting for a crime to happen and just waiting for hours upon hours. And that's the that's the the rub of it is that there's no way to kind of stumble onto crime, and there's no. Supervillains, villains which is the easiest way for a superhero to keep in business is um you know because you're like oh well look you know there was a joker playing card left there now i must follow the clues because i know who this is and where they'll strike again in the real world it's just oh some gangbanger shot a dude you know and then like the cops would come and get them and prosecute them you know it's just it's not really like a feasible thing uh i suppose you could have like a thing where you're like in like detroit and you could be like some kind of um like a like a punisher style guy that like you know snipes people from roofs that he knows to be evil, but I think in the real world, although I think some people would find that to be justice, I think it would, uh, in the real world it would be much more horrific, and uh, that guy would be considered a um, mass murderer or a serial killer or a whatever you want to call it. So no, I don't think heroes can exist today. I don't think they could ever exist. Um, There can be people that do uh, selfless deeds. There can be people of a heroic stature. There could be um, other things that I can't think of on a list. But no, like a hero in the sense of things from comic books? No. uh, I think it is just completely infeasible. Uh, The closest thing I think to a hero that we could have is somebody like Bill Gates... Uh, who um, gives uh, like millions upon millions of dollars? He's like trying to eradicate malaria. I mean, that's that's uh, uh, philanthropic, and I guess I mean I would like to count it as a hero, but that's more life saving. But it's not as I mean, he doesn't wear a silly costume. Or that one dude who I can't remember his name, but gave away like all of his money. He was like a multi billionaire and gave away all of his money. Uh, I mean, not all of it, but he saved like a few million for his kids. But um, was it Warren Buffett? I don't know. I think. I don't know. I'm terrible at names. With but anyway, like that kind of thing. That's like heroic, but no, not in the run around sense. Cause just, it doesn't, it wouldn't solve anything. I mean, it's not like, it's, it's not like, Oh, here you go. Officer, I beat the shit out of this guy because I saw him doing a crime. Like, it's not like they could be locked up now. So the only way for heroes to work would be like a Punisher style thing. And, you know, I think we would take that poorly. If we had some guy randomly shooting people on the streets, I think it would actually uh, be quite terrifying and people wouldn't want to go into that neighborhood anymore but it's a fine question maybe what the fuck do I know altered underscore one please talk about weird connections between government and the occult thanks um I mean I guess I could I don't know why it would jerk sorry I don't know why it just went dark there I think I just got depressed because heroes can't exist just buy the David Bowie album. Listen to Heroes a bunch. Um, what was the question? Weird connection between governing the occult. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay, let's talk about what the occult means. I think this is an important definition. Important uh, thing to point out. If the occult... I mean, occult literally means, um, to be hidden, like, uh, like occluded means, uh, like, you know, an occluded cloud front, um, you know. So anyway, occult means hidden. So all occult really is, is religious or spiritual practices that are not overtly practiced, generally because the ruling powers would, uh, uh, chastise them for practicing it. So, um, when a when a country, let's say, is run by uh, you know, back in the day when like when the Catholics ran you know a bunch of shit and uh, they would you know uh, persecute you for believing in like alternate religions or being you know in, I don't know what you know some kind of uh, pagan or something. Uh, that's that's kind of where the the occult comes from. So um, I don't think there's a lot of occult stuff going there in that. Uh, I mean, maybe it, here's the problem. Okay, let me let me rephrase this. There's there's people in the government that that on a weekly basis go uh, into a, a, a ma- into a service together and uh, feast on the flesh and blood of their savior, which I know people are going like, hey, don't pick on the Catholics. Well, I was raised Catholic, and the thing is, look up transubstantiation. They literally believe that that is the body and the blood of their savior. Um, if we were somehow aliens or had never heard of, of this religion that would fit under the umbrella term occult, not the hidden part, but like kind of the, what the term occult evokes. Because when people think occult, they think, you know, snake sacrifices and, you know, t- t- tables made of virgin flesh and blah, you know, but so when you think about like kind of the, the, the zeitgeist, uh, not zeitgeist, that's the wrong term, but uh, that when you think about like kind of the, the way that people think of uh, the occult, uh, anything would fit that, like the, like the Catholic ceremonies. But I think you're more going for, like, the Freemasonry and the Illuminati and the Bilderberg Group and the 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 uh, Trilateral Commission and the uh, Project for a New American Century. Uh, well, that's not really a cult. But so, I don't think... Okay, so I think the connection goes like this. Like, okay, so we all know... Well, not we all know. Um, let's take a few steps back. Bohemian Grove in California is a... Uh, a hidden secret place where powerful people go and they perform uh, a ceremony called the Cremation of Care ceremony in which they uh, uh, do mock uh, well uh, according to the press release mock uh sacrifice well it 's not like they talk about the sacrifices in the press release, but they do they do a uh, a ceremonial sacrificial thing to moloch the the owl god from um, Samaria Babylonia Assyria, whatever it was. Um, you may know him from that Ginsberg poem. I think it was from America. Like, Moloch in your cities and the top sky scours, Moloch, Moloch, I cry thy name. And it's weird. No one knows what the fuck I'm talking about. Anyway, so Bohemian Grove is a real thing. It's provable. It's there. Powerful people go there. There's video of the ceremony. And um, powerful people meet up and hang out. So, yeah, those are government people. Uh, and they're performing in a cult ritual. So, yes, there's a connection there. But I think in the same way, that connection would be to the Catholic Church. Not necessarily Catholics, because there's not a lot of Catholics, like, you know, presidents or whatever, but, like, Protestants or whatever. Like, when you have powerful people, they want to hang around powerful people. Uh, in the same way, like, I don't know the name of anything popular now, but, like, back in, like, the, I guess the 80s or the Viper Room was a term I kept hearing in L.A. where rock stars and movie stars would hang out. Now, rock stars and movie stars would hang out. They'd do a bunch of drugs, they do, you know, bacchanalia, you know, a public orgy, blah, 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 blah that fits all the terminology just without the, without the religious overview of it. It's because people hang out with their own. So powerful people hang out with powerful people in the same way movie stars hang out with movie stars and any given group is going to have kind of a thematic concern or thematic belief concern. So um, if it takes you hanging out, like, if the Bohemian Grove is the place that to go because the powerful people go there and it's been kept secret or was kept secret until, like, the 90s, uh, you kind of do it because, like, that's the thing that you do because that's what everybody else does. They don't think of it as a—they as, don't think of it as, I'm literally eating the, the body and, and drinking the blood of Christ. Like, most Catholics just go and take, take the wafer and drink the, drink the wine. Um, are you following here? I'm not talking directly to altered underscore one, but the idea is that you're going to something that you're not necessarily thinking about the intricacies of it. You're just showing up. Like when I was a kid, I mean, I guess I'm too young to think about it, like doing like the pledge of allegiance. not like you're sitting there thinking, wow, I'm actually pledging allegiance, you know, not like you're bringing it down. It's almost like a song. It's a chant. When you sing, um, uh, the national anthem, it's not like you're like really thinking about the lyrics and like, uh, thinking about like, Oh, do I agree with these? Like, do, is, is all of this like something that's, um, Resonates with my morals and beliefs. No, it's just you're singing the fucking national anthem, you know. And then, then, then the kick the football off or throw the baseball or whatever it is that happens next. So the occult thing, I think, is more just fraternal organization, like the Freemasons or whatever. That it's a place that people of a similar thought pattern, people of similar, you know, socioeconomic level, can meet safely and hang out. Um And so it becomes like this occult thing, and yeah there's like weird ceremonies and whatever that goes on, but there's no more weird ceremony than the stuff that we know about, like the seventh inning stretch or uh the Catholic mass or um or uh marathons or um or uh mardi gras or or i mean just any give, any given thing ash wednesday um i'm not I know even picking picking on Catholics or so just I was raised Catholic and out on the East Coast. so Those are the ones I saw more often. But anything like that is... It's is, Santa Claus. It's fucking weird. Um, anything taken out of context could be creepy and odd because it's it's foreign. Um, because you're not used to it. So the idea that the occult, that because it's hidden, I think kind of takes on this kind of sinister aspect or occult aspect. You know, that kind of vibe that the occult gets. So... Yeah, there's connection between the government and the occult, but I think it's more so that there's also connection between the government and um and uh uh cheating on your wife. Uh, I know that's a weird thing, but it's just it's just because the occult is something that's kind of weird and odd and and sec- odd. Oh, that was a odd pronunciation. Um and kind of sexy and uh, that you kind of get hooked on it like wow, how how odd is it. But it's 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 almost like you're looking for that so you find it. You know, it's, it's, um, a confirmation bias. So if, like, because, you know, oh, they called, you know, there's these, so they're running the world and they believe in this weird shit. Well, yeah, but then let's go to Japan. And you go, uh, they're running the world and they have Shinto shrines everywhere and individual deities, and I don't even know if that's Japan, it might be China. And I'm sorry to be insulting, it's just, I don't really know about uh the individual religious systems there because when I went to school it was Asiatic studies, so they got confused in my head. But anyway, the point is that uh from the outside would be this weird occult system. That they've got, you know, fetish dolls on the way in. Um what an occult system that the Jews have, where they have that little um scroll thing that you that you have on the entrance to your house. Um if you're not in the Pacific Northwest, you probably know what I'm talking about because there's seven Jews here, uh, but they have that little thing on the way into their house. I don't know what it symbolizes, but like um, because it's because it's normalized, it's not it, you know you don't think about it. But like, but if you're in a place with a lot of Jewish people, you're like, oh wow, look at this, you know, look at these weird connections between this occult group that has these hidden symbols everywhere. I mean, really, it's just it's an old boys club. It's the fraternity, um, and then you know when it comes down to it, you know, power likes power, so um, I think there probably is some quote-unquote, occult or um, kind of dark spiritualist beliefs that go on there because a lot of those are related to, like, the will overcoming and, you know, being a powerful person, etc. And, yeah, there's probably some darkness there, but, I mean, no more darkness than wanting to go into politics. You know, that old phrase of, like, uh, the unfortunate thing is, like, the people least qualified to want to be president are the people that want to be president. You know, it's if you want power, you're automatically not the type of person you should probably have it. Um. I hope that made sense. And if it didn't, I don't really care because I'm about to say more shit that's going to make even less sense soon. So let's go with question number 2. Uh this comes in from uh, uh uh one of our Facebook users facebook.com/thestandardpdx and they write in saying, "Hey Alex, can you tell your audience about our fantastic deals, delicious food, and wonderful atmosphere to come and imbibe a drink?" Well, I mean, I guess I could talk about that. Thank you, uh, user from facebook.com slash thestandardpdx. Well, the thing about conspiracy theory in the standard is that it's a conspiracy of good prices and good friends. <laughs> this is the dumbest thing I've ever done in my life. Uh, Wednesday nights, a dollar hams, uh, a pint of hams for a buck. Uh, Sunday nights, $2 for a microbrew. Uh, like, literally, like, quality, local, uh, like, amazing beer for $2 for a fucking pint. It's fantastic. There's, like, whiskey deals other nights and all sorts of good stuff. It's fantastic. They have a, uh, they have a pool table and, um, they got, uh, like, six pinball machines and they've got, um, like, one of those, uh, where you shoot fake deer machines and, uh, and a digital digital uh, mini golf. And there's a nice patio outside with heat lamps. And you can smoke cigarettes and talk to your friends. It's fantastic. It's the standard. 14 Northeast 22nd in uh, Northeast Portland. 14 Northeast 22nd, the standard. Facebook.com slash the standard PDX. Thank you for writing in that wonderful question. Oh, invented person. What do I want to do next? I have two, three, two more. Well, one's complicated. So let's, okay, well, thank you. Uh, at altered underscore one. Uh, I don't know if that answered your question. I also don't care. I do care. At 14 writer. That's right, at 14 writer. Uh, that's uh, Martin J. Goals Garing, Clemens. Tell us why the Vimanas definitely weren't flying cars. Well, thank you for writing in, Martin. I, uh, I appreciate that. I would like to tell you this, and I'll break it down like this, in the form of a rap. My name is DJ—no, I'm kidding. Um, okay, so let's, let's hit to the audience to what Vimanas are, if you don't know already. I think most of you do. Um, Vimanas, according to shows like Ancient Aliens and shitty books like Anything by Van Daniken, are said to be uh, flying vehicles that are written about in the uh, Vedic uh, Hindu text, the Mahabharata, uh, for instance. Um, and by the way, here's a good way to tell if, um, if who you're, who you're, like on a show you're talking to is kind of silly when they go books like the Mahabharata and the Bhagavad Gita. Well, you no, know, the Bhagavad Gita is in the Mahabharata. So it'd be like books like the Bible and the book of Matthew. And you're like, well, no, it's like, a you know, okay. Anyway, so and the gospel, according to fuck off, stop being so goddamn semantic, you cult following piece of shit. The manas definitely weren't flying cars. Well, I would love to tell you that. Let me break it down thusly vimana what does the word mean where does it come from who invented it these are the conspiracy theories that i will about to show you on tonight's alex cast vimana originally was i'm gonna try to find the actual page Uh, i've talked about this before there's this wonderful wonderful um movie called ancient aliens debunked it's by uh, michael heiser who i want to have on the show i just haven't reached out to yet because he's super busy but um He's the guy that basically went through and like searched the um searched the uh cuneiform tablets for like any kind of Anunnaki references and then showed how vandaiken basically just invented the whole fucking thing but not Van Do- i keep saying vandanican I mean zachariah i mean Zachariah Sitchin I'm sorry Vondanicakin's the guy that I read, but it comes from Sitchin apologies it's just um I fucked that up a lot anyway so um Ancient aliens debunked I think it's called um and it just goes through and just step by step, just how so, so stupid and how um, kind of intellectually dishonest that show is, and how those series come from. But I found it from there. I think it was from there. If not, it was from any. Anyway, I'll, I'll look into it. But the mana comes from um, the original word meant uh, like uh, the size of the land that your like your house is on. So uh, like uh, in English culture, it'd be like estate. Um, I mean English. I mean like English culture in like Britain. Like you know like uh, the Queen's estate. So, it became a state, and then it kind of... So, like, like your state kind of is, would mean, like, your living quarters, your palace. And so it becomes palace. So, literally, Vimana means palace. Uh, Vimana is the palace, the place where your kings live, and your kings are deified in these texts. They are all have godly powers and things like that. So, it becomes, like, the house of God, essentially, like, where the gods live and gods can fly. Therefore, what used to be just, like, this term of a state, where it's just, like, where the dude's house was... Uh, to this giant house, to this giant, massive house that God lives in, to this flying giant house that God lives in, and then so Vimana become these flying palaces that the gods look on from. But you can see it if you look, and I I hate when I say things like this because I'm just repeating something I heard from somewhere else, but I heard it from somebody that I trust the source of, that you can look at it like linguistically and see the the growth of that word, you know, how it used to mean this to this to this to this. So uh, it wasn't that, in these ancient sources, there was a thing called a Vimana that meant a flying machine. There was, in the newer version of ancient books, Vimana meant this flying palace that the gods were watching. But then you can look at earlier and earlier and earlier and just trace back the legacy of that word. It's not some wholesale invention. It's not like flying saucer, which, I mean, flying saucer, I guess, comes from something else. But, I mean, the idea is not like it just it came from whole cloth, where it's just, oh, well, now we're inventing a word for this thing because we need a word for the flying ...objects that are gods come in. Like, this is a, a part of history, a part of uh, um, part of their culture that can be, that built, and you can watch, you know, like a metaphor or whatever, a simile for something else. So, Vimanas weren't flying cars, they were palaces. And through kind of transference of the concept of palace, uh, it became that way. Like saying, um, ooh, when I started this sentence, uh, where I said, like saying, I was really hoping, uh, desperately that I would have a way to finish it. What, what's, what would be another good example of this? Um, uh, that means, wait, okay, wait, wait, I can do this, I can do this. Uh, fly, flying cars, um, fly, flying cars means, uh, okay. It used to mean something, and it means something else. There's a million examples of this, and then it became the, ah, yes, I got one. This is from QI, which is wonderful. Stonehenge isn't a henge. That's right. A henge is like a, is is an earthen wall kind of thing with like a depression in the middle or something like that. It doesn't matter. It's not like a bunch of fucking stones standing up. It's the point. But weirdly enough, the term henge comes from Stonehenge. It was just like this weird kind of transference thing, uh, which I'm sure made sense to them at the time. But the point is, henge, archaeologically, doesn't mean, you know, standing lentil stones or whatever. Sea henge, you could see there, as also referenced on the QI episode. But they're not actually henges. It's just a, a misuse of the word or a word kind of being... I think what's it called, transliterated to mean, the, mean something else. So uh, it became a thing of like, oh, well, Henge is obviously that because of Stonehenge, but it's not actually the reference point. So Vimanas are Vimanas because they're referenced in the book as these flying palaces of the gods, but they're not because they're from the earlier form of that book. Uh, they were just regular palaces and you can watch them kind of take on those like kind of extra powers or whatever. Um, it's almost like how Chupacabras used to be a tiny lizard thing with spikes on its back and now it's like these weird dogs in texas it's nothing like that but i couldn't think of a good example and i'm annoyed because i swear there would be a good example and i know there's like a million of them i can't think of a single fucking one um yeah i don't know if this works but another one from ancient aliens and this is one that i've known from before this ancient aliens debunk but the um uh, uh ezekiel's wheel i think is the name of it where they go, well, this is obviously a description of a flying saucer, you know, blah, blah, blah. But if you actually read the, read the thing, it's not a description of a flying saucer. It's wheels within wheels or whatever. But uh, you can go look up, like, anywhere of what they were talking about. And it's a Roman chariot or chariot of, of some description of the time, maybe not Roman. And when they talk about the four heads and the blah, 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 it's all, it's all, it's like really obvious. Um, it's just people just looking for things that aren't there. Uh, I'm not going to go into too much detail there because, uh, I mean, quite frankly, um uh, I don't have the details off the top of my head, but it's one of those things that you can look and it's, it's tracing things back to its source is useful. So like the, uh, like the Zachary Sitch and stuff where you're like, well, you know, this book says the Anunnaki did this and blah, blah, blah. Well, well, the thing is the Anunnaki, that's, it comes from an original mistranslation. So you have to go back to original, better translation and then build from there. And unfortunately that takes away a lot of like the sexy and the fun in the universe. Um, if you take away a lot of like the building blocks of, of, of conspiracy, and and kind of um, Fortiana, you're left with a much more kind of materialist and, and less interesting world. Um, now, there's a lot of weird shit that can certainly be studied, and is certainly very interesting, and and leaves 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 one uh, scratching their head and saying, "Ooh," uh? exactly like that. I don't know how you spell that, but it's more like an because uh? they don't know what it is. But there's other ones that are just a waste of time and intellectually deceitful, like uh, any kind of—not any kind of, but um, um, like the Vimana would be a great example, or, or uh, Ezekiel's Wheel, which I think it's Ezekiel's Wheel. You, you all know what I'm talking about. Um, so it leaves us kind of—unfortunately, leaves us with a lot less books to read because, you know, I just—anytime someone says, hey, you should read this book by this guy, and he and he's referencing the work of Sitchin, or reckon the work—you know, it's just I can't— I can't read that because it's based on shitty, it's based on shitty work before it. It would be, um, it it would be as if, uh, uh, reading, reading someone's mathematical papers that is based on the original posit that, you know, two plus two equals five or something. Um... And not in some kind of, like, stupid set theory, 2 plus 2 equals 3.99 recursive or whatever. The f- I don't know fuck all about math, but, like, whatever it is. I mean, like, in literally, it's just, it's it's based on faulty, pre- not even faulty premise, it's based on just faulty research, based on faulty, you know, facts. Faulty towers. Basil faulty. And now we move towards the thing I wanted to talk about tonight. And, um, well, this is a good follow-up to last week's episode, but much more, um, much less a sad version of it. Uh, where last week I was talking about kind of losing faith and all things weird. Um, before I get to this uh, reading where the question is, I want to tell you guys about a little bit about my past. When I was like 16 ish, I was a strident, uh, loud, annoying atheist. Um, I think I'm a man out of time, and this is, I'm not trying to be all hipster here, but like I really think I belong, I should have been, I should. my beliefs of a, being a 16 year old really belong here now. As a strident atheist, um, I, I was, uh, uh, the idea of like being, uh, going against the Christian sexual taboos was really dangerous and weird to me. You know, it's like basically all the fucking just bores of Portland and, and hipster culture that's happening now, um, is, uh, something I did, you know, kind of high school days. And, um so anyway i was I was a strident atheist and i knew i knew um quite a bit about their book I was mostly you know anti christian and I'd read that book um and I'd read it a couple of times and i knew you know book chapter verse um a bunch of stuff that would you know contradictory things and et cetera et cetera and uh I was quite good at talking people out of uh faith and talking people out of uh, you know and being materialist and I'm quite good at finding the materialist answer at things much like uh, as much as I would love to believe in Vimana stuff, but, like, um, you know, unfortunately, I went and looked at the other side of it. I would love to believe in, you know, the Anunnaki and the, the, um, you know, uh, powdered gold and uh, Ormus powder and all this, you know, kind of this fun nonsense that looks like it has uh, research behind it. But, unfortunately, if you look hard enough, uh, it falls apart. Actually, the white powder gold, let me take that back. I actually have been looking for disproof of that, but it's such a weird, shady topic that I don't really know how to prove or disprove, so... Let me strike that from the list. You know, replace it with any other infinite bits of uh, oddness that you can go back and disprove. So, talking about losing faith last week and and flipping over tower cards and saying how they're just cardboard is. I have a brain that's very well suited for that, and it's one of those things that annoys me about that's it annoys me about the modern atheist movement. It's not you know, um, that kind of battering, irksome behavior that they go through. The kind of Dawkins uh style of just uh, it's just you're being a prick uh it's, it's the thing so anyway I, I just I, I'm not going to go off on atheists I've talked about this on the show enough I don't I don't if you're an atheist I, I I of course I I tend to actually believe your side more but if you're one of those strident really yakky atheists you're just you're just being a dick like it's just there's you don't have to be an asshole you know if if you happen to be talking to someone that like literally believes the earth is 6,000 years old. They're not vaccinating their kid. And, um, and uh, you know, they're homeschooling and want, you know, uh, dinosaurs taught in school books. Like, if you're talking to one of the stereotypes, yeah, you can be a dick. But most of the time, you're talking to some guy at a bar that was just raised a religion. Like, just calm the fuck down. But um, uh, so I, I'm quite good at believing the the, the materialist side. I, I'm well-versed in science. Um, when I say well-versed, let me, let me qualify that for a layman, I'm well-versed in science. I'm not, you know, I'm not some idiot. Like I do understand on a, on a sophisticated layman's level, how physics work. Um, you know, not grammar because why would I say works? Um, I, you know, I do understand the concept of DNA, you know, I, it's, it's the, the fundamentals of, of, of kind of the understanding of, of modern science I have for a lay person I have a, I have a, a fine understanding of I certainly don't like if you went to if you have an, if you have a if you minored in a science no I don't know as much as you by any stretch but just the you know average schlub science I know quite a bit so um, that just as a background so it's not like you know anyway so the point is I'm good at at, at the materialist thing I'm good at finding um, or, or seeing that side. And that's been, you know, I think a lot of people like this show for that. I know uh, Eden, uh, shout out to Eden, at Monkey Magic Eden has referenced it, that um, I can talk about, you know, completely bonkers things, but taking, you know, a bit of a kind of the logical view of it, or at least the not completely nutty view of it. So it makes it a little bit easier to swallow. So, you know, kind of rationalists and atheists and things like that can listen to the show and not be, um, you know, I'm not going to say how much I believe in crystals, but uh, I will say, you know, I, maybe I'm thinking about it and this has my, been my experience and talk about how I've been going through things like that. Uh, certainly, you know, not, you know, I try to come at things with like, you know, scientific rigor of, you know, coming out with not belief on either way and look for evidence either way, but I'm also not a scientist. So I'm not going to run, you know, thousands of hours of uh, empirical, uh, uh, you know, try to find empirical data and run thousands of hours of experiments. No, I'm just, you know, look, look I have to live my life. All of that being said... That's so why it's easy for me to lose faith, because the other side is really, even when I'm at my most faithful, I never really had faith, but, like, even at my most like, most believing in weird shit, the other side always made a lot of, made sense. I mean, the kind of cold, mechanistic universe certainly is the one that make. I mean, in that I've built a computer in my life, and, and you know, I understood how that happened. Um, you know, that's, that's, you know, you don't, you know, you don't run, you don't run Linux on Buddhism, you know. So, it's easy for me to do that. So, all of that is backup for this. Spirals of Danu asks, uh, evidence of order and chaos and intelligence at works, and he sent me a link to an article about astronomers finding fractal patterns in stars pulsating to the Fibonacci sequence, or pulsating to the, uh, what do they refer to it as? Let me actually bring up the actual thing. I don't want to. Um, pulsing to the golden ratio. Okay. Which is, whatever. Um, uh, okay. I'm not gonna. If you just look up the golden ratio, I'm just. I'm not. I. I, uh, I I'm not. Oh, that's weird. Um, uh, spirals of Danu. Actually, while I was recording, uh, uh, um, uh, added me. So, hello, sir. Let's get back to me rambling. Okay, fractal patterns and stars. If you don't know a is, if you don't know what a what a you know, just l- look it up. I, I don't have the ability to explain it to you what a golden ratio is, golden mean Fibonacci sequence. But it can describe to you um why this is not uh the mark of a maker at work and intelligence behind it. And I'm not trying to say that I don't believe in an intelligence behind it. Well, I mean I don't. But I don't not believe either. Uh I'm I am if the word wasn't ruined by wishy-washy people. Uh, I would consider myself an agnostic. Uh, I think science, on the whole, should be agnostic. I think that's kind of the the default stance. But agnosticism has been ruined by wishy-washy people. Um, it's one of those. I mean, just people ruin everything. They ruin words. You know, I was talking about before with uh, you know atheism and 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 um, you know poly, uh, being being uh, polyamorous and you know it's it's. These are, these are things that are like, you know, good and, and accurate and fine, but it just turns out to be like, just, it's, it's just jerk offs that are mad at churches and people that believe in stuff or, uh, people that are like railing. Uh, and the other side is just people without a moral compass or a, um, uh, moral compass is the wrong term. Cause you'd have to define morality. Some of that doesn't feel like expressing any kind of, um, um, what do you call it? Like it doesn't want to control themselves and just wants to you know act out and just be like kind of a jerk off not be a jerk off just be the the point is god i'm sounding horrible i know poly people that are fine but like a lot of them in the same way like a lot of atheists are cool but then a lot of atheists are like that that like uh dawkins or that uh uh, hitchens where it's just a strike you're just you're just a jerk um and the other side is just like would you just shut up already like god if i talked about fucking if i talked about. the person I was having sex with, which, I mean, to be fair, this is a bullshit thing because I, I wouldn't, uh, I don't ever have sex ever, but if, if one of my single, if one of my friends that had a, a, a relationship talked about sex with their uh, significant other as much as that, I, w- I would be just bored to tears because just shut up. Like, I get it. Like, ooh, what a rebel. You know, like, oh, you don't believe in God. Wow, well, you don't believe him in, I-. like, shut up. I don't, great. Just stop being a jerk. Stop fucking parading around. God, I'm fucking. I'm I'm in a I'm in a mood right now. I'm sorry. I apologize to all of you. The point is, um, there's no point. Fractal patterns and stars pulsating to the yada yada. Uh, let's look at this. Um, imagine um, imagine a bubble of soap, a single soap bubble, and imagine bifurcating that, cutting it in half, and you know two soap bubbles form next to each other. Now we're in a we're in an enclosed space. Fuck! Even being in a closed space, it does matter. Now let's bifurcate that again. So now we have so there's two, and we cut that one in half. Now there's four. Now you cut the side in half. There's 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 six now. But just imagine the way that it it, it expands out in the way that things uh, multiplying. Like if you look at cells multiplying, the way that the way that things like kind of um, expand out from a single point has to have like like. Like, they're called nucleation points when you have, um, when you have like, like bubbles and soda or whatever. But you watch it, you can watch it kind of expand outwards and it would make a pattern, but a pattern only because we see it that way. But it's just the way that, like, because things only split in two when they split for the most part. Um, so you can actually just have two by two by two and you can watch it expand outwards. So it looks like it's a pattern and you would start seeing, um, you know, you would, you would see a designer in it, but really that designer, all it is, is just the way that it would naturally work. So um, I'm trying to think of a, like, a, see, so it, makes, it makes complete sense to me that like, it would be weirder, it would be weirder if there was just randomness in the universe. Like true randomness would be weirder than finding patterns. So if you look at um, anything that shows the Fibonacci sequence, you know, um, uh, uh, inside of a sunflower, you know, just try to push like just imagine a a a static set of something and then just push one out then multiply two then multiply two and just watch it exponent exponentially move out you can watch it form a sequence you can watch it form the fibonacci sequence it just it makes sense that that's the way it would grow outwards because that's the way it would grow it's the natural thing so like watching a cell um Uh, Split in half and then watching split in half and split in half if you watch it watch the growth pattern of it That's not it's not a pattern. It's a pattern because we see it as a pattern It's just the way it grows because that's the space in which it grows into like If 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 there was a if there was a metal sheet um, oh, That's the worst um, Concept that I could ever come up with wait hold on a second I'm trying. I'm trying to come up with an analogy that, that would make sense, but I'm. It's it's been completely artificial. Um, okay, planets are round, and that's not because of a designer. Because of course they're fucking round because of gravity. No, we can understand that because it's like this simple one-to-one thing. But in the same way that, like, uh, what's it, mitosis or whatever that thing is, when like cells start expanding outwards, it becomes more complicated. But if you start looking at, it, you can see the pattern because the pattern is made because, in the same way, the planet's around because of gravity. It's just the forces of mitosis, the forces of splitting, forms that. So, fractal patterns in stars pulsating, um, the shape of universes, spirals, all of that stuff is is is. Enacted by the same fundamental forces as everything else, so you're going to find patterns more often than you would find anything else. Uh, any kind of randomness in the universe is just because you're not have a far enough vantage point. Um, if somehow you could step outwards from the universe and study it from point A to point whatever, it would make more sense that everything would make complete sense. That there there is a um, not complete sense, but it would make sense. That there's far more patterns that there would be chaos. I don't. Th- I think chaos is. Kind of a misnomer is chaos is simply it chaos is simply a pattern so complex that it is beyond our ability to grasp um, in that like pi pi is kind of chaos because it's like this quote unquote infinite number so that's like one of the rare exceptions you know that's one of the rare chaos kind of things because it is like this infinite thing that seemingly has no repetition but The reason that it's so famous is because it's, like, the one thing. Because it's like, oh, fuck, this one does this? That's weird, you know? So the idea is that it's actually strange. So we're actually noting how it's strange that things won't follow a pattern, you know? Um, God, this is really hard to describe. (laughs) I really hope any of this made sense. Uh, I'm trying to... um, you just basically just watch a, watch a, watch a video on cell uh, uh, division or, 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 you know, watch, watch organisms grow from a cell to multi-cell and watch it grow outwards. You'll start seeing patterns in it because, you know, we're pattern makers. It's the way we view the world. And that's the way it, – it, if a thing splits in half, it's in half. It's a, the pattern is intrinsic to it. Uh, now, you move that pattern outwards to a large enough thing that it's uh, pulsating stars – and, and, and galaxy clusters and, and et cetera, et cetera, it's more difficult to see. But if given the vantage point, you know, if you could have like that God view and look down, yeah, all of it would have these intricate patterns. I shouldn't say God view because that actually does connote a maker. I just mean that's the way that it would naturally work in the same way that because whirlpools are so common, you know, flush a toilet, you see it spiral down, there's typhoons, there's hurricanes, or whatever, but that's a pattern. And that's no more of a that's no more of a miraculous like thing than than seeing you know golden spiral golden ratio in, in in pulsar bursts, but it's just easier for us to quantify to understand because it's on such a smaller scale. But that's because we have you know it's scaled to a view that we can understand. Um, if if spread outward far enough, if we had a far enough you know the long view of things, uh, everything would have that pattern. Something's just nature expressing itself and by the because nature expresses itself via things that we ascribe as laws or describe as laws, they will show up in what we would call patterns, but of course it's patterned because it's just the way that it works. Um, in that splitting a cell in half there will be two cells, that's that's no more that's no more miraculous and odd and patterned than the most complicated Fibonacci sequence, spiral, golden mean, golden ratio. Uh, it's just because it's graspable to us, it's not as miraculous, but it is just miraculous because it still is, uh, it still is the beginning of a pattern. Split it again, and it's four. Like this is still, the complexity of the thing is only defined by our view of it. So you know, it's if we were genius, fucking godlike intellects, maybe that would be as simple as you know as splitting a cell in two. Um, probably not. But no, I don't. I don't. So it's an interesting question. But I don't think it's an intelligence at work in that I think it's intelligent work like yeah, it's our intelligence because we're we're recognizing the pattern of creation um you know everything works in kind of everything works within the swirls and patterns of its own of its own laws so I think it's actually it would be it would be more surprising to find last pat- like I would be shocked if you found um it's really hard to pick something that doesn't fit a pattern, but, you know, it'd be shocking to find, you know, a, uh, a, a square planet, which I mean, that would be notable anyway. But like the, 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 the idea is that I would be shocked to find a, a, a circular cell, uh, that, that splits in two and then one side's a triangle, um, which would be random. I would find, and maybe that even exists. I don't know enough about biology, but you know what I'm saying like, that's probably a little bit more difficult to get your head around because it's something we so understand that's so, you know, fundamental to our view of the universe that we can see it all the time. You know, you drop a rock, it cuts, it falls, it breaks in half, et cetera. Um, but if you imagine the universe as a giant rock, they were just shattered, you know, um, just because we can't put the pieces back together mentally doesn't mean the pattern isn't there. Um, you know, on a large enough jigsaw puzzle, it doesn't become a jigsaw puzzle. It's impossible to look at. So view the universe as a jigsaw puzzle. You're going to find, like, a, a few corner pieces and be like, oh, fuck, look at that. Corner pieces. That's evidence of a, of a design. And, yeah, maybe it is. But for the most part, it's just because we don't have the long enough view to to, to understand it. That it looks like something notable. I mean, it is notable, but I hope that makes sense. I know I'm, I'm trying to like demiracalize the miracles of the universe because it is fucking miraculous. It's amazing. I shouldn't say miraculous. It's fucking amazing. Um, but I don't think it's evidence of a creator, evidence of intelligence, because the evidence of yeah, it's evidence of our intelligence to pick up on it. You know, if we weren't aware of that ratio, we wouldn't see it. And I'm sure there's other ratios. There's other things equivalent to that. Uh, that we're looking at that we don't see, you know, whatever dark matter and dark energy is, maybe that's a maybe that's a, a different kind of uh, golden mean that we never discovered, or maybe we discovered and the books were burned or thrown in the river back when you know Ira you know, Baghdad was sacked or whatever. Like, you know, who knows? Who knows what what missing? What would be obvious math that we don't understand because it's not there anymore? You know, that we lost that bit of knowledge. You know, much like the Vimanas. You know, maybe maybe on those flying cars they had. They had instructions on the the silver ratio, the platinum ratio, the 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 Osmandium ratio, which I don't even know if that's a thing. Osmandius. He's a, a pillar. Usul, the pillar. He's also called Moadib, Paul Moadib. I'm gonna stop talking about Dune now. I'm also gonna stop talking now, because this was a rambling nonsensical episode. I don't know if I actually really answered any of this. I probably did. I don't know. But in the end, take away one thing. Take away a few things. Take away at altered underscore one at spiral spiral blah. Take away I am a fat-tongued idiot at spirals of Danu, D-A-N-U, at dboism, D-B-O-I-S-M, at robots eat vegans, at 14 writer, at the Alex cast, Fortean Writer. Yeah, I said that. Martin J. Clemens. Uh, Facebook.com slash TheStandardPDX. All that audiobook stuff I said. Click on the uh, Amazon link on my site if you're going to buy stuff on Amazon. Uh, And then I get a small percentage. You don't have to pay a red cent extra. Yippee. Uh, I wrote two books. One's called Periphery. One's called The Void Sutras. One's filled with poetry and short stories. The other's filled with one novel that starts with the first chapter and ends with the last one. How good is that? If you like anything I do, please leave reviews on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Amazon, whatever you want to do, especially on Amazon. I haven't had a book review. I haven't had somebody review Periphery in in forever, and I haven't had anybody leave a new iTunes review for the show in forever. So that'd be cool if you did that. You know, I would like it. Unless you don't like the show, then don't do that, because I would be mean. Um, I wouldn't be mean. I mean, I guess if it's like from your heart, I wouldn't, you know, if it's not like you're being mean, you actually really don't like it, but... I just don't really see the point of going out of your way of doing that. It just seems like you'd have better things to do. But I don't know. I'm not a hater or a perpetrator or any other thing from the mid-90s that rhyme with that. So, yeah. Um, things and stuff. Uh, what else can I tell you? Yeah, I think we're pre- Yeah, I mean, I'm done. We're done. I'm just trying to think of if there's anything else to follow up on. All right, well, I didn't make an hour, so I will throw a song on at the end. And uh, we will pretend that I did my work. Well, I did do my work. Shut up. Why do you, why do you get to blame me all the time? Why, why are you all up in my face and my grill and other things like that? Um, yeah, I'm going to stop talking now. So, you have been the audience. I have been Alex. And this has been the Alex cast. I bow to the Lotus nature within you. Namaste.
0: Can you take me across the channel? London Bridge is falling down. Strange woman tries to say what a man would try to drown. It's the rain. I every time, the roses die because you picked it, I believe that brand is mine.